Hello there, listener, and welcome to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morgan, and I hope you'll join me on this journey of connection as we embark towards conversations that will be deep, meaningful, and insightful. So if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then sit back, put your headphones in, and let's get philosophical. Hi, and welcome back to Fishnets and Philosophy. This is your host, Mix Bell Morrigan, and I am joined by the wonderful Shannon, who is a makeup artist and makeup aficionado and is all over TikTok and Instagram. If you're into looking at makeup creators, that's how I discovered Shannon. So um, if you can just introduce yourself, like maybe what are your pronouns, how you identify, and then kind of any other kind of general information you'd like people to know. I am Shannon. I'm 23. Pronouns she, whore. Call me what you want, though. Doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know what other information I'd like people to know, to be honest. <laughs> Perfect. Well, no, that's great. Then I think we can jump straight in. So the first question that I had, which I think is like is the first one that kind of came to mind for me when I think about makeup, because I know for me the moment it was, but for yourself, what was the first memory you have of enjoying makeup, of like just it being something that you enjoy? Um, I think I was really, really young and like my dad, I'm the only daughter. So he was like, no, she's not allowed to wear makeup. She's she's perfect the way she is. But I kind of wanted to dive into it when I was about 17 mm-hmm. and I started watching the likes of Nikki tutorials on YouTube and kind of learned that way like I never went to college for it and I enjoyed it because I didn't really have friends so I was like I'm watching these these are like my friends (laughs) you know no like that's um that's great like I know for myself like the first time like I kind of like was thought like makeup was something that I enjoyed then it was like society tell me to repress it um but the first time I remember was it was like Open, I think, Killery is an, it's one of those like kind of summer adventure camps. It's like a grail talk without having to speak Irish. So it's like better. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember like there was one night where it's like the boys had to be dressed up by the girls as girls and the boys had to dress the girls up as boys. And uh, I just remember them like taking me and doing my makeup and putting doing my hair and everything. I was just like, I like this. I really enjoy this. I like this look. And then I forgot about that until recently. And I was like, huh, makeup is something I can jump into. But there's actually um, something that you kind of mentioned there, which I think is really interesting. And maybe jump in. But you said that, you know, you're an only daughter. And like, you know, so your dad was kind of very much of the whole, no, doesn't need makeup and stuff like that. And that kind of is one of the, like, kind of one of the questions I had down. But it is a, uh, like did you ever like for yourself was there a moment when like was makeup always something that you did just for yourself or was there like a moment where it shifted in the sense that previously it was kind of like 
you're doing it because you're supposed to, in quotation marks, as a woman, and then it's swapped to you're doing it just because you enjoy it. Like, was there a shift like that for you? Um, yeah, there actually really was because, as I said, like only daughter, but I had like a lot of image issues as a child. Um, mm. I was always bullied for the way I looked or whatever. And um, I always kind of wore makeup as kind of a mask. But now I'm like, do you know what? I'm doing it to enhance what I have. And it stopped me actually wanting things like a nose job or my lips done or, you know, trying to fit into that like society standard of beauty. Mm. I just I love just being able to express myself and change my face in whatever way I want that day do you know that way so it's just it's more so like it did really transition from it being I had to do it because I'm a woman or whatever but now I'm just like I want to show people that you don't have to have the highest brands or like the best skills you're just doing it to enjoy yourself and you're doing it for yourself and nobody else I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Exactly. And I think like that's like, you know, my takeaway from it as well is that like, you know, it is the best enjoyment you get from it is when you're doing it just for yourself. Like you don't care like you know, how anyone else like looks at it or thinks about it. You're just doing it because it's fun to do it. And it gives you kind of uh, like a sense of an uplift, like it uplifts you. And like on that, like for me, like I could be having like the you know most down in the dumps type day like I can be just not feeling it but if I like just you know pick up like my makeup brushes and if I just do some form of like an eyeshadow look and like look at myself in the mirror I'm just like it, it's a mood shifter like it kind of it's like forces you to shift that mood in the sense that like because it's like both you're looking at you're going yeah I look fucking good but then it's also I did that, like, despite everything, like, the world shitting on me, whatever, I still did that. And I'm wondering, like, does it have the same effect for you? Like, do you kind of, like, have those moments as well where it's, like, just doing makeup can just improve your mood, can change your day? Well, yeah, like, yesterday, especially, I was having, like, a pretty down day. And I was, like, I was sitting in my sitting room and all my face paint is downstairs, which bugs the life out of my brother. Because he's, like, just bring it upstairs, like. But I sat down for four and a half hours painting myself like this big mad Beetlejuice look. Forgot to take pictures, but I still felt amazing after the owner because I was like, look how much I've done in four hours. Whereas I would have otherwise just sat in bed and beat myself up over something I had no control over. So it is like, it is one of my therapy things to go to. It's like, I'll do my makeup. <laughs> Who needs to talk about feelings? <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> actually and um, you mentioned something there about how like you didn't even take pictures and like I know for myself like so much of the like especially when I kind of started getting into makeup and stuff like that like particularly kind of like with like you know TikTok and there's so many different types of makeup trends and then Instagram with reels as well but like you almost like feel like what's the point in doing the makeup if I'm not taking pictures or videos for or like it's like you have to kind of have that battle of like I know I'm doing it's almost like going back on yourself it's like you get to a point where you're like I'm doing the makeup just for me it doesn't matter about anyone else and then social media is like no you need to do it for social media it's like no stop it brain I need to do it just for me like is that like a almost daily struggle or battle that you have that it's like no no 
social media doesn't need to see this look this look is just for me <laughs> yeah that like that is a struggle because I during the lockdown I've been so like persistent and hard on myself to like constantly post on TikTok constantly post on Instagram and I'm just like I'm running myself into the ground for people to just see a picture and be like oh yeah that's that looks nice but now I see that I have spent hours upon hours doing something to like the point where my back actually hurts from sitting in the one spot all day <laughs> so yeah it's not it's no longer just for me it's for social media as well apparently <laughs> yeah it's the, the way it just sucks you in it's just like no god stop it please but um oh you're you make the, you're so right there in the sense that like especially with like tiktok for like a 15 second video like a content creator can spend like an entire day for that one 15 seconds and all it is is just like a like and maybe like a share but that's it <laughs> and it's the longer you spend on your makeup especially on tiktok i found it's like the longer you spend on it the less like it gets noticed and like tiktok tends to hate hard work so you're like thanks for that it just wasted a whole day for three likes love it <laughs> yeah it's just just in general the way like the social media algorithms work just i I've given up trying to make sense of it because there's just no point. Like you can be like, like you said, you can spend hours like crafting the perfect look, like the perfect cosplay or something like that and crickets. And then you've got someone who just doesn't do anything remotely (laughs) talented or requires skill and gets like over a million, two million likes. Like you're just, what's the point? Like it's just, what's even the point? (laughs) It is so infuriating. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, it's just, it's so tedious. And it's like, and then on top of that, like you've got TikTok, particularly TikTok is like suppresses any form of open queerness, open kind of just embracing sexuality and stuff like that. And just anything like that, TikTok's like, no we we don't like that no you need to be boring and <laughs> like everyone else <laughs> you need to conform to everyone else's standards and that's it yeah oh it's it grinds my gears um but here, there's another question i wrote down and uh i'm thinking like for yourself like is there any kind of misconception about makeup that like kind of always annoys you and you wish would disappear? Like say, for example, like the whole, like, which I imagine would uh, anger a lot of women and femme folks, but the whole thing of like uh, men kind of going, oh, you don't need that makeup. You look perfect the way you are. Like, and it's like, well, no, they're not doing it for your interest they're doing it for them so like is there any other kind of misconceptions like that about makeup that you kind of wish society would just drop and just move away from yeah there is a couple and that one that you just touched on I have personally gotten a few hate comments on TikTok from men particularly being like you're the reason men have trust issues and I'm like if you thought that my eyelids were naturally blue that's on you it's not on me like (laughs) But yeah like, that's <laughs> oh like yeah <laughs> that on top <sighs> of, um especially when I was growing up learning how to do makeup from like YouTube videos the likes of Nikki tutorials had like brilliant light and that would blur our skin and like 
you'd mm-hmm. see everyone have perfect skin and then when you tried to do the look and you recreated it to the best you could it wasn't the same because you have texture on your face and I think that's like that's really damaging to younger people because it's like oh if you're flawed you're flawed and that's it like you can't be somebody because you're flawed and it's just mm. it's, I was thinking about earlier on and I was like that's actually so irritating <laughs> I was walking around clean and I was like oh, I, that's annoying me now. <laughs> no like you're right and like that kind of touches on a similar thing because like that's so true about like the way like the makeup artists like that do those tutorials for youtube they have all the perfect lighting and they've like you know also who knows what amount of editing has gone in to make it look so flawless but it's also like just a general thing about social media as well particularly with instagram more so than any other kind of app but it's the whole thing of like you genuinely don't know what if like the image you're looking at is like how that person looks or if it's been had gone through all the filters all the edits to look a certain way like and it's like yeah it is so damaging and I had read a article I can't remember where I read it but it was basically saying that now girls as young as age eight are like altering their face in social media applications because we're we're given this messaging of this is how you're supposed to look and uh, that's why like it's something that I like really kind of value about what you put up on your own Instagram because you like aren't afraid to have those moments of vulnerability like with your stories and stuff like that where you'll just like if you're having a bad day you'll talk about having a bad day and I love that and like so I'm just thinking like how important is it to you that people be as authentic as possible on social media I like that would be one of the more important things to me especially with like I have younger cousins like I've a little cousin who's I think he's 10 or 11 and like mm. he follows me on all my social media and like he's mad into makeup but he says it to me he's like everyone I follow doesn't look like you and doesn't act like you like they don't come on and they're not talking about if they're sad or if they're just not having a good time in general and like he was like and their pictures are so edited but yours aren't and I was like yeah but mine were in the beginning mine were so edited and I'll hold my hands up and say I used to enhance the size of my nose and my lips and everything because I thought that's what would get me known and that's not what I want to be known for like I think it's it's really important for people to use their platforms for good like talking about things that are social issues or like not pushing your views on people but like giving them an insight to who you are as a person not just a picture I don't like I think I don't make sense but no no that makes them perfect sense and like it is like so true because like I think in general that's always like the thing you have to kind of like bear in mind with social media is that like you're seeing like a snippet of a person's life and most of the time it's the best parts of their life that they want you to see like most people don't share those vulnerable moments which is why it's fab that you do and um yeah, like I think just in general, if there was more people openly vulnerable on social media, more people would be able to kind of be vulnerable and have like kind of know that they can go to someone about any issues and stuff like that. So that is um, really like a really fantastic thing. And I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, so kind of going back to actually 
it's actually almost a perfect jumping off point because you said that your nephew is like 10, 11 and yeah. into makeup. And I think that's lovely that he has like someone like you to look up to for that. And that's actually something of like one of the questions I have that's like, but in general, in Western society, particularly makeup and clothing, fashion and pretty much everything else <laughs> is so incredibly gendered like everything is broken down into this is for this gender this is for that gender not even ignoring the fact that non-binary people exist but um everything is so gendered so how do you think we can approach like a full degendering of makeup and fashion to the point that it's like you know some like there would be no judgment or stigma for a 10 or 11 year old boy to be like yeah i like makeup or i like wearing dresses skirts like how do we get to that point of no judgment <laughs> if we can <laughs> if we can I say um that won't happen until like all the dinosaurs go out and then we have like us who can be like well look we have the non-binary people we have men who just like to play in makeup women who don't like makeup and like people that kind of go against the social construct and like will openly talk about it like because I know personally if my little cousin he comes up to me and he's like oh how did you do that eyeshadow look I'll send him a video and I'll be like so you do it this way and like I know yeah. he's been watching a lot of men in makeup and like his parents I genuinely would have thought could have been kind of homophobic or kind of mm. not socially accepting of anything that's not the norm but when he started saying that he wanted to be a makeup artist or he wanted to play with makeup they were like okay what palette do you want what that's fantastic Okay. <laughs> like I was gonna go sneak him some of my makeup. <laughs> you were gonna be the rebellious aunt that was making sure that he was looked after. To... <laughs> you didn't have to be then. Right on there. Oh, but no, that's fantastic to hear, and I think you're right that it is. Kind of, we just kind of have to wait for a certain generation to kind of die off and then hopefully things will improve but no that's great to hear that <laughs> as bad as this yes but um, that's great to hear that they were just like just not judgmental they were just yeah that's perfect and I think like and I think it's because makeup more so than fashion in general makeup has already particularly through like YouTube I think has kind of approached a degendering like there's still a lot of stigma particularly from very kind of conservative religious people like there's definitely still a lot of stigma that oh makeup isn't for men and stuff like that yeah. but it has kind of been almost degendered in the sense that men once they're effeminate and gay can wear makeup straight men still can't but um, it's like we're, we're getting there and, but maybe that's why it was they were able to be more understanding of like, yeah, that's perfect because there are celebrity men makeup artists. You know, yeah. they're out there, they exist and they're big and well-known. And so, yeah, hopefully we'll see the same happen with fashion because that's what we want is every people just to be able to do what they want and wear what they want. That, like the whole judgment behind it. Like if I seen like a man walking down the street and he was like, just, he identified as a man and he wants to wear a skirt or he wants to wear a dress or he had a full face of makeup on and it was better than mine. I would walk up to them and be like, you know what, you look amazing. But you know, there's always going to be that like, that one old fart that's like, 
-hmm. no you can't do that that's not how it's supposed to be but they are the same people that would listen to the likes of Prince Queen and Culture Club and you're like (laughs) where does it lie there like you're it doesn't make sense to me like I it just it really annoys me if you can't tell (laughs) yeah no exactly and it is it's like it's just a weird disconnect it's like you're just like how like how can you be into this type of thing but then not accept it in another sense it is very strange and like you're I do hope that it is going to come with like the older generation (laughs) we could say just kill kill all the old people no there are some fabulous queers that are old and stuff like that so they're not all it's not all old people we can keep that we can keep the fabulous people (laughs) um but what's so like frustrating is a lot of these attitudes like yes they're wider societal attitudes but a lot of them are also taught in the home so it's like one of those things where it's like we're hopeful that it's once the older generation kicks the bucket but the thing is that generation will have passed on a lot of those kind of biases and views to their kids so it's like we need to figure out a way to just like sever it sever it put the line somewhere but that's why it's great to see you know people like harry styles on vogue and jonathan i know i like i saw that cover and i was just like yes please oh my god (laughs) could i be any more attracted to this man like it's just like but then like so like like um harry styles or even sam smith who's non-binary or jonathan van ness like there's more and more representation of typically kind of like masculine presenting people that are being openly femme presenting in the sense that they're wearing dresses they're wearing makeup and it's forcing a lot of conversations like and i think it forces those conversations in the home and it's usually the reverse way in the sense that it's like, it could be like a 10 or 11 year old, like your nephew kind of going to the parents, look at how amazing this is. And the parents kind of have to go, well, we have a choice. We can either shit all over our kids' enjoyment of the world or go, yes, that is amazing. So hopefully we'll see more changes. And actually speaking of like on changes, I think, and I'm wondering if you feel the same, but I think like makeup and fashion is like a really good avenue for being able to approach like topics like bodily autonomy and stuff like that yeah (laughs) Um, and in no (laughs) doggos are always good (laughs) 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 my dog always barks in the background too so it's fine um but like it means that we can approach topics like bodily autonomy in the sense that you can be like once you kind of can say people can of any gender can wear makeup it's their body they can do it people can wear whatever clothes they want it's their body they can do it it makes it easier to then go the step up to say if a person wants to be a sex worker they can do it because it's their body like we can have those yeah bigger conversations do you agree that like by able to like approach bodily autonomy through makeup and fashion, we can kind of move to those bigger societal topics. <laughs> I do fully agree because I only recently had a conversation with my mom about um, being a sex worker or like, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. 
I don't know if the connection dropped. No, no, you're still there, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I was only talking about um, like being sex work. Oh, now it looks like it's dropped. We are having technical difficulties. one um so yeah my mom she's pretty like close-minded where it comes to sex workers and like the bodily autonomy I can't even say the word so I'm not going to try again um she doesn't agree with like the whole repeal and the eight or anything like that but I was mm. trying to have a conversation with her that if you can say it's my body my choice over a vaccine Hmm. I can say it's my body it's my choice over if I wanted to become a sex worker or I wanted to you know have an abortion or any person that mm-hmm. wants to do it should be able to do it and she was like you're too woke since you started <sighs> on social media and I was like mother <laughs> okay <laughs> so she always comes to me for an argument like a challenge an argument like in a de- like debate and she loves it but she always gets skilled and she's like, no, sorry, you might be right on this one again. I know. <laughs> Power of social media, mother. <laughs> that's, that's so funny, but it's also like, um, I just like, like just as a general thing, I always find that type of like, um, oh, you're so woke. And it's just like, I... So it's a bad thing that I want people to just have personal freedoms and just be able to do what they want and be who they want and, you know, have free health care, free education, all these things. So it's a bad thing that I want those. OK, well, then I guess I'm woke and I'm a raging leftist, <laughs> whatever. I just want people to be able to be happy. Well, me, go me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those I always find those type of arguments. So, yeah, um, but I'm glad that you're able to have those moments of like, yes, I am right. <laughs> and yeah. you always you always come out on top. That's good. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like in general, kind of uh, like that seems like the last hurdle almost for society, the whole like sex work, like as in everything else is kind of like, we've almost kind of like, okay, fine, you can do that. Like in the sense that it's like being able to be queer in general. Yeah. Most people are accepting of that. Of course there are still bigots and trans folks everywhere, 
But in general, society has mostly been like, yeah, you're fine. We're, we'll, we're okay with that. <laughs> like, There's more and more things that society has been kind of like, yeah, okay, we're fine. But sex work is still the one thing where it's like, no, <laughs> we will not be okay with that. And yeah, I just, it feels like a last, an absolutely last hurdle. And I'm just like, come on, society, wake up, please. Just allow people to do what they want. It's fine. <laughs> um, but like one of the questions that I actually had, which kind of is related to what I was kind of saying about how makeup and fashion can kind of bring us to like bodily autonomy. Like I think for me anyway, and I'm wondering if you might feel the same, like in Ireland, particularly the reason that there might be a lot of kind of judgment or stigma towards women and femme folks who kind of like, wear fierce makeup looks and like you know just are like happy to just wear the fiercest best looking looks ever that the reason that there can be some form of like a like a hitting back at that of going like oh just there is a bit of judgment and stigma I think maybe the reason is is because those type of fierce makeup looks are linked a lot of the time with like sex like as whether it's like sex workers like through like porn or just full service sex workers and stuff like that so I think it's because of the linking of sex and fierce makeup looks that's why there is a bit of judgment towards fierce makeup looks and I'm wondering do you think the same is because particularly in Ireland we're still a very sex negative society would that be why people are a bit judgy of of fierce makeup looks? (laughs) I do fully agree with you on that especially with Ireland being so heavily run still by the church and like say you went out with like a black smoky eye and red lipstick you're automatically going to be presumed as being like anyway promiscuous because Mm -hmm. that is like the sex icon go-to look and it's always been that way and like in society and it's not talked about that it's actually just like it, it is a very sexy look but it's not for anyone else it's so you feel good and you're feeling your best self like because I know personally if I'm walking down the road with no makeup on nobody will look at me but as soon as I have kind of a bold out there look on it stares and I'm like I have blue and purple hair you can't really stare <laughs> at me because I have makeup on like what is it <laughs> it's oh. it just it doesn't sit right with me the way people are just so judgmental about everything. Like, I don't see why an eye look or like a lipstick color or the way you present yourself, the way you dress should be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you're promoting sex. And what? Everyone has it. Like, everyone has <laughs> doing it. Like, it's not, it's not taboo. It's, it's a natural thing. Like, just as long as people are happy, just let them be happy exactly like oh yeah the sigh captures it all like it's just it's just like come on but it is like there's just so much judginess and I think it's like the reason particularly in Ireland is because there's a lot of shame associated with sex and sexuality which again as you're right 100% I'm always going to be it's because of the church like years and years of the catholic church ruling the country has literally kind of led to so much negativity around sex and shame to the point that people don't know how to talk about sex like they just can't like it's just something that people just don't know how to do it's 
so frustrating and it just leads to a lot of people having unhealthy sex lives and unhealthy relationships in general because people can't talk about sex like it's just like that on top of how it's taught in school like Mm -hmm. I know from when I got my sex education in school like I used to always challenge our teacher because she was our religion teacher and she was so so head into the bible like and being bisexual I'd always be like and what about women and women relationships and men and men relationships and she'd always like kick me out of class so like nobody ever learned anything about same-sex relationships it was always mm-hmm. just, wear a condom don't have sex or you'll die <laughs> exactly and that's like literally the way they it's that grim like the way they teach it like I know when I was in school like our sex ed was taught by the religious organization accord so it's like it was literally don't have sex like abstinence only and like I think a big kind of the part of the problem is that so much of the sex ed that we get is from that kind of biologically essentialist perspective in the sense that it's penis and vagina that's how a baby is made that's what sex is but don't have sex because you don't want to have a baby or catch an sti and die like that's all you're told you're not taught about consent you're not taught about emotional intelligence like being able to talk about your feelings and then queer people may as well not exist when it comes to sex ed like it's it is just so incredibly incredibly frustrating and it's like come on ireland just wake up please come into the 21st century literally we are literally still in the 50s yeah and i don't think it's gonna change for no like i can't imagine it's going to like i know i think coming up there is talk about there being some form of like uh restructuring of like the rse program which is like basically the relationships and sex education program there is talk about there being a revamp but whether that's going to be a comprehensive revamp i don't know so with it's still juries out on that one i imagine it's going to be a no because for some reason so many parents have that kind of approach of no no our child can't be taught about sex no 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 they're we their innocence can't be ruined and it's just like your child has probably already watched some hardcore gangbang on their phone because porn is just so easily accessible and that's not what they should be learning sex from (laughs) you know it should be better taught (laughs) like you know yeah if that's your if that's your cup of tea all power to you but that shouldn't be the message that's given that this is what everyone likes because not everyone likes that you know (laughs) it needs to be a big subject there that it needs to be taught better and like I think with the whole stigma behind like how sex workers typically look Mm -hmm. um, that's where the issue kind of lies with me especially when it comes to like makeup looks and shit like that as we're talking about Mm -hmm. because I don't understand why in your head it's like if someone's a sex worker their eyeliner is obviously going to be down stitched getcha yeah but that's it doesn't work like that especially with like say the likes of only fans and online sex workers mm-hmm. like no factors them into it or well they do and then they shit on them for doing it but yeah. like i'll power it to you if you want to do it like i would love to have the confidence <laughs> <laughs> um, but you make a good point there like just kind of like there is this kind of perception of 
what a sex worker looks like just in general like body type but also kind of like particular makeup looks as in like there's one makeup look which is like whore (laughs) and then there's another makeup look which is nice library like it's just like this weird social understanding which just doesn't make any sense in the sense that you could have the completely like you know dainty librarian who has the typically poor (laughs) makeup look and then like you know there's no like you're the you're the way your makeup is done the way you're dressed and says nothing about who you are as a person and what you do like and we need society to kind of just get that message but just on that like brief kind of like like just won't go off on too long of a tangent but that brief thing about there is there is this general typical image of what a sex worker looks like and that's because so much of the porn that is made is made by men is paid for by men is made for a male audience and so it's just this one image of this is what porn is this is what we want to see and it's like that's why it's so great to see people like Erica Lust with her ex-confessions network or Cindy Gallup with Make Love Not Porn, which again, beating the drum, I love. And that's where I submit some of my own content. Um, but it's like this, and the Crash Pad series, there's a lot more kind of like queer and women made porn showcasing that there are an array of different bodies, like, you know, that have sex. Like it's not all just one particular image. And um, speaking of actually an image, there's something that I find particularly kind of like very frustrating that it exists as just a general thing. And I'm wondering if you kind of feel the same, but there's this kind of social messaging that a lot of women and femme folks get that you have to be wearing a certain amount of makeup, not too much, but a certain amount to be considered presentable for society in the sense that like, if you don't wear makeup to work one day, you'll end up getting comments like, are you sick? Are you ill? Like, And it's like, how do we fight that type of, it's almost like an unwritten rule in society that a woman must wear some form of makeup in order to be, to be, to be able to be, leave their house. She must have some form of makeup on. Like, how do we kind of get over that forced social messaging as in just being like, women shouldn't have to wear makeup to work if they don't want to. Women shouldn't have to wear heels if they don't. No, there's so many messages that are forced on women to conform to. How do you think we combat them? Is it just through people just not giving a fuck and doing what they want? Or is it more kind of like having conversations with peers and stuff like that? How do you think we approach a social shift? I think it would be a bit of both because like I work in a bar, all the other waitresses, all always full glam, absolutely beautiful. And then there's me, bone, not an eyebrow to my name. And I'm just like, and it, I've even noticed that they would get more tips, although I would probably have more tables. They would mm. get more because they look presentable and that, and I'm a bit of a bitch, I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that alongside having conversations with like your friends, 
like I'd always talk to my best mate about everything like all social issues we love to have a conversation about it and even she's noticed like because she has like slight acne that mm-hmm. she's treating but she feels that she has to wear makeup outside because she always feels like people are going to stare at it because it's not supposed to be there but it's mm-hmm. again it's not a natural thing and like I think people need to talk more on podcasts because podcasts have become more popular where mm-hmm. they could talk about like okay so you don't need to wear makeup you don't need to wear a skirt or heels if you're a woman and like I think that like being femme is just as prevalent as toxic masculinity and I think that's mm. a conversation everybody has yeah no like 100 there is that like um like you said a talk like a toxic femininity there is something there and like at the end of the day it's rooted in misogyny like internal misogyny and the patriarchy it all comes back to the patriarchy <laughs> the one thing that just like literally rules the world it's like please can we just get rid of this oppressive system please it doesn't help anyone well it helps white men but that's it <laughs> like, but actually it hurts white men too because like patriarchy tells men that you're not allowed to be emotional or have emotions and stuff like that so yeah it doesn't it hurts everyone <laughs> but um that is like a, a good point that there is this like yeah like a toxic femininity in the sense that you're not a proper woman if you're not dressing a certain way or if you're not like wearing enough makeup or yeah there's just it's like it's almost like there's no way you can win <laughs> especially with like comments from men online that's like like you would have the bare minimum of makeup on say like a tinted moisturizer in your eyebrows and they're like oh well you're the reason i have trust issues and then you put that little bit more makeup on and they're like oh my god now you're even worse like it's where do i draw the line of what i'm doing for you versus what i'm doing for myself like because i don't mm. wear makeup face someone else it's like it's not that it's a confidence thing, but like I like to be able to just express myself through eye shadow or like color my eyebrows in green, whatever I want to do that day. It's nothing to do with like the man or like the woman. It doesn't matter what gender they are, but someone is always going to comment on it and someone's always going to make that like that comment of like you need to be a certain way. And like I even knew that from school from like the girls in school would all be listening to Justin Bieber and like with their pink lipstick and they were going to Mac every week and I was sitting there at the back of class with a hoodie on eyeliner like a panda and listening to Black Veil Brides like I never kind of fit in with everyone else and I don't mm. want to start being that like uniform because that's what it is it's it's a uniform on people like where men have to be like strong no emotions and women have to be dainty little like housewives still because apparently we're still in the 50s <laughs> yeah no exactly. exactly and yeah you make so many good points there and it's just yeah it's like anyone who doesn't conform is all auto- like automatically shit on because they're not conforming like and and the more you don't conform the more you get shit on and it's like what's so frustrating like and I think it's like you said you get all these kind of comments from men online particularly men online but I'd say it it happens in person as well but 
it's like you get like a particular type of commenter which like sometimes can be a woman or like it's just really just a dick in general but it's like basically that type of comment that goes oh well if you don't want people to make comments why are you doing that and it's just like again i'm not doing it for anyone else like you know like me i'm continuing to do what i want whether it's as you said like doing your makeup a certain way or myself dressing femme whatever it is i'm continuing to do it because i'm doing it for me and i'm calling out those bullshit comments because people shouldn't be making those bullshit comments if you have a bullshit opinion keep it to yourself you don't you don't need to tell anyone nobody cares i I just don't understand why like as you said like you dress femme and it's it's for you it's empowering you and it's what you want to do but like when you're sitting there online and you have like Benjamin from down the road coming in and he's like oh well why are you dressing like that or why are you holding yourself a certain way like I didn't piss on your cornflakes this morning you just need to wind your neck in and go take a bath or something because I'm not having it and that's just kind of my um automatic response to them at this stage like I just always go I'll take a bath (laughs) and it doesn't really anymore where it would have in like say 2019 I'd have been sitting on my bed crying my eyes out because some fella on the internet or some girl on the internet I don't even know said I was ugly and I'm like where, <laughs> where <was I>? show <laughs> me take out the, take out the laser pointer show me because I don't see it like <laughs> exactly but um, you're you're so right and I think it is kind of like like kind of circling back to kind of like what we touched on at the start about how much of a mood lifter makeup is and how kind of empowering it is it's with that with makeup or just dressing the way that you want regardless of what gender you are that makes you feel the best you possible like so whether it's makeup dressing how you want the more you do it the more confident you become and the less fucks you have like it's it is like it's like it's a amazing transformation to see it like in yourself to kind of be like you know that comment from random person there a year two years ago like you said would have had would have had me in tears like thinking like the world hates me now it's just like water off a duck's back like it's just like i don't i, I know i'm not so fuck you, like, yeah, fuck you. like it's just yeah like, <laughs> i just kind of sit there and be like right you're gonna come into like my comment section or you're gonna come into my bubble say because it's happened to me in work a few times mm. where they're like, why aren't you like the rest of the girls and I'm like because um I am not the rest of the world I'm individual and you're not gonna do the hair <laughs> we're not robots we're you know we're individual people <laughs> it hurts my soul when people are like thinking that everyone has to kind of look the same and I think that social media in itself has been like a really really negative um effect for that mm-hmm. because like you have the likes of the Kardashians and you have the likes of the Jenners and everyone that's societal standard pretty but have had so much work done mm-hmm. yeah. where like I can't give myself like a BBL and a boob job with makeup like I'm not I'm talented I'm not <laughs> 
that that's beyond <laughs> your abilities <laughs> like that's a little a push too far but yeah. like that's actually just another thing that just like on social media something that just grinds my gears so much particularly as someone who likes to be openly sexual like I'm an exhibitionist I want yeah and like look at me please but it's like that thing about like particularly like Instagram but all the social medias that you have like Kim Kardashian Kendall Jenner Kylie Jenner like you have that type of person and it's really just them they're just like the worst for it but it's like they can post a picture either completely naked posed or like in lingerie whatever they can post a picture that's fine but then anyone who isn't them that isn't a thin white woman yeah that posts the same exact same like it could be the exact same pose exact same lingerie doesn't matter gets reported flagged taken down for adult content and it's it's like either apply the rules across the board in that no one regardless of fame is able to post those type of pictures or let everyone do it regardless of skin color body size gender it's it's like and i think it's like social media because it is it's a reflection of wider societal attitudes and it just when you see that happen it literally just proves that yeah society hates everyone that isn't a thin white woman or like muscular white man if you don't fit that demographic you're not acceptable get into the we don't want you essentially <laughs> but like it's even noted when instagram had the like system where you could see people's likes mm. that so the kardashians or say like i'm trying to think of a thin white man that's mostly um zach efron right we lose him yeah. if he posted a topless picture like he'd get a couple of million likes but if someone that was like your average build like average height not famous they get what like three likes and report i just don't yeah. see where like why in society's eyes that that's the standard of beauty that we all should be at when it, like i'm not saying zach efron has had work done obviously he works on his body and very deals to him because i wouldn't do it but like the likes of the kardashians and the jenners they're like oh i've got my boobs done and then they would say oh no i'm, I'm all natural you're not though like if my body yeah. looked like that naturally I'd happily just never have clothes on <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> um, but yeah that's such a good point and again like you said it's because of how negative social media is it's this thing of like people of any gender trying to like compete with a beauty standard to follow a beauty standard just doesn't make sense because like right now like you said we're you're getting hundreds probably thousands of women that are getting brazilian butt lifts that are getting you know different cosmetic surgeries and like if you're doing it just for you all power to you same as if like you do because you do makeup just for yourself same thing if your cosmetic surgeries are just purely because you want to do it for yourself all power to you but it's this thing of like chasing that beauty standard of like thinking society won't accept me 
unless I look a certain way. And we need to stop that harmful messaging because the thing about beauty standards is they change. They like change right, so often. they change so much. Like as in in the sense that right now, the like it's always white people, but it's basically the social like the beauty standard now is kind of curvy, big breasts, big ass. That's kind of like what women are supposed to look like to be desirable whereas early 2000s it was you know Kira Knightley like wafer thin like you know it changes all the time so it's like people just need to stop chasing a standard and just accept their own bodies and that's yeah what we need to get and actually like you kind of made a like a little comment there that if your body did naturally look that way you'd just be no clothes all the time yeah, I would. In gen, yeah, but in general, I think that's why humans, why people have trouble accepting their bodies as a general thing, is because people just aren't comfortable being naked. People, like, yeah, as a general thing, like, and that's why I'm like, I'm fully in like team, like you know, convert everyone to nudism in the sense that it's just like, just do things naked, like. Be around your house naked, stand in front of your mirror, look at yourself naked, like look at your naked body. Your naked body is beautiful. Your body is what carries you around. Like your body is the reason that you're able to go out into the world. Look, like, you know, you don't have to love every part of your body all at once, but at least accept that your body is beautiful as it is. And yeah, yeah I think more people just need to spend more time being naked. And I think the reason that people don't is because there's still so much of like a, society has permanently merged being naked with being sexual and I think that's something that needs to change because the naked body is only sexual when you are bringing that sexual intention like it's not inherently sexual (laughs) it's only sexual when it's actually sexual like exactly yeah like the argument with like what clothes you are wearing doesn't define your consent which we touched on earlier with the consent yeah. talk that like me wearing a short skirt doesn't mean that I'm saying yeah like me walking around with like no clothes on does not mean I'm saying yeah and I think that that is a conversation that people aren't still aren't willing to have and mm-hmm. like as you were saying like people don't understand that the naked body isn't always sexual like I'll tell you now out straight I looked at myself in the mirror with like nothing on the other day and I was like do you know what I'm not as ugly as I did I used to think I was because I used to obviously hate my body like the whole Mm. disorder thing and I was like look at them hips and I was just picking out little things that I liked and that was the first ever time I did it and I felt real empowered (laughs) so I thought I'd share that with you well well, firstly thank you so much for sharing and also I'm like doing like an internal standing ovation and applauding because that's fantastic that you've been able to get to that space that's brilliant um but yeah no that's what it is like is like that's kind of something that I just like for anyone in my small audience at the moment that are listening to this but for any kind of takeaway if you're listening to this is just do that like 10 minutes a day just look at yourself in the mirror naked and just like look at something that you like about your body like because once you focus on like one thing a day that you know I like my toe or you know just like start like as small as possible but like once you can say something that you look at yourself and I like that and you do just one thing a day 
you'll gradually get to the point is like you put all those jigsaw pieces together and view it as the full complete thing and you're just like yeah I like my body like so that's what I'm hoping that we can kind of get there somewhere someday hopefully and yeah I'm just like people spend more time being naked it's great that's like that's my message for today but I think kind of we're coming up to kind of almost being an hour now so to kind of wrap us down um I always end the podcast with three questions and I always love the different answers that I get so the first one is because my podcast is called fishnets and philosophy I always ask this question and I love the different answers I get so when you hear the word philosophy what comes to mind for you if anything it could be nothing (laughs) but like is there anything that particularly comes to mind when you hear the word philosophy I don't know like when I think of philosophy it reminds me of a teacher I used to have who was like I don't know why it reminds me of like this hippie teacher that I had and I'm like they were like the most woke person but most chill person I've ever met in my life and it, it always just brings me back to them and like really good memories and a really nice time <laughs> oh that's fantastic what a uh, subject were they te- or like primary school or secondary like what was their teacher for secondary and what subject was it Art. Yeah, no, that definitely that definitely uh, goes hippie woke. Yep, our teacher makes a lot of sense, but also that's just such a beautiful answer and perfect, and I love that. And it's like it's also kind of for me as well. Like my first kind of memory of like philosophy, whatever, was like a primary school teacher. Like we used to just like almost like once a week our class would just have big kind of like discussions on any type of big topic like just seeing where that conversation naturally flowed and like that was kind of my first moment of like I like talking about the big topics so that's why I decided to go into philosophy so perfect answer I love that answer fantastic um okay so the next question is given the kind of current hellscape that the world is at the moment what is something that is currently giving you joy something that you're joyful for um other than makeup the fact that i have two dogs that i have like lovely little walkways beside me that i can just bring them and buddy my older dog is 12 on the 10th of may um he just he gets so much excitement from playing with puppies and playing with other dogs and that's kind of just been my little scapegoat other than me during the lockdown Oh, that's wonderful. And also happy early birthday, buddy. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, there is like something about when you see an older dog with young, like it's just like people in general. It's like people as well. Like I think when you're just around someone, not necessarily like an age thing, but when you're around someone who just has like a youthful energy, yeah. you just kind of, it, you just get that as well. So like you could be like, again like having a day when you're just down in the dumps but if like you have like a friend who's just someone who's just always naturally just on they just have that youthful energy like you can't help but like be swept up with that so yeah I think Buddy is doing the same thing like the younger dogs are giving him life brilliant um okay so last kind of main question and what is something that is giving you hope something that you're kind of hopeful for like maybe it's just something that you hope kind of changes when we come out of the pandemic or like maybe something wider that you hope 
the world will improve with, but something that you're hopeful for? That's a really big question. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is like, think of an answer really quickly. Um, I don't know. I do hope that they, like, the government gets their shit together and we can start actually talking about more societal issues and the whole Catholic ruling that kind of mm-hmm. goes yeah. with the dinosaurs, if we can say that again. And like, <laughs> I don't know, as someone that kind of like practices witchcraft, I want that to be normalized and that to be another conversation that people can have and it not be like, oh my God, Jesus loves you. Please take Jesus into your life. Like there's a lot of little things that kind of make big things, but don't really. <laughs> yeah. Also, I can't believe that we haven't even touched on the whole witchcraft thing. My God, I'm a terrible, like, like, I completely forgot that that is something that we could talk about. Dad, like, I'll have to have you back for another podcast specifically to talk about witchcraft. That's just, Amazing. we'll have to do it at a future date. Okay. Because I can't believe I didn't ask any questions about that. And like, I follow you on Instagram and TikTok. So I know it's something that you do and you're into. Oh, okay. Yes future podcast date where we will talk about witchcraft okay so yeah that's kind of wrapping us up at the hour there and i think that is a good message of something to be hopeful for to kind of close us off at so before i let you go where can people find you on social media if you want to be found um you can find me on instagram and tiktok uh tiktok is isma shashan and then instagram is s dot o'brien makeup i think possibly yeah. <laughs> i follow you so i'll put it in the show notes anyway but no that's um fantastic and i just want to say thank you so much for coming on i had an absolutely wonderful conversation with you and i hope you have a wonderful week as well okay so thank you so much for coming on no no worries at all it was brilliant hello listener thank you for coming on this journey with me If you would like to be there for the next stop on this adventure, then please like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow my Instagram, which is mixbellmorrigan. That's M-X-B-E-L-M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And tell your friends that you too want to help make the world a better place, one conversation at a time.